Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 83 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And, uh, man, I wanted to start this with a, uh, a news article that... So, I understand that there are two groups in this country. There are, like, I love Trump no matter what, and I hate Trump no matter what he does. Um, I'm in a third group, which is, like, I wish he would leave the national parks alone. <laughs> right? I'm not the most I'm not the most rugged outdoor guy. I generally enjoy nature by sitting inside my room with my new Xbox looking at nature, but uh you know, he's done a lot to like uh def- what's the word I'm looking for? Um destroy the environment. Destroy the environment in like national parks and you see all the stuff like Trump opening up national parks to big oil. Well, all those aside it's, uh... It's our national oil reserves. Out here, the oil can run free. (laughs) This is the worst thing he's done, I think, to national parks. Probably the worst thing that's been done to the environment in modern history. But you got to understand, Peter, that all this oxygen is destroying the air. Well, Trump admin uh, to allow e-bikes on national park trails. Really? Now, I don't know if you know what an e-bike are, but if you're an e-bike car, an e-bike is. Like those lime rental bike kind of yeah 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 they're they're as annoying as the scooters they're those bikes you don't even have to pedal you just kind of pedal once and oh. then it just drives so oh no, i had not heard of those like yeah i, I was thinking of like the lime bikes where you could rent them out and just like drive around after scanning it with your card i, I like those because i can get in a bit of exercise work out some muscles that i don't usually No, these are uh, which is any of them these require no muscle these are basically like electric bikes and there's a lot of them in New York because, like, delivery guys use them. And what's annoying is they're super fast and super silent. Uh, uh, mm. And they So they, they run into a lot of uh, people with hearing impairment. Or people that can hear but just don't hear silent death approaching them on an e-bike. Uh. You know, like, they and they go up and down sidewalks. They're super annoying. Like, New York is waging war on them. Uh, they're irritating. But you know where I... I imagine so. Because, like, I've been to New York before, and I don't remember there being, like... Um room on the sidewalks i just remember there being people a lot of people well it's like remember how tough it was when we were hiking the appalachian trail now imagine that but there's people with little e-bikes and they're just zooming up and down (laughs) like like just zooming up down trails that right now watch what happens when i clothesline one of them and so you know people some people are rightfully furious and like for some reason other people are uh okay with it they say go ahead I was just going to say, like, what, lazy people empathizers? Oh, so here it is. Here it is. All right. And this is, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to sound really mean, and I'm probably going to take some hate, but I'm going to stand by this. The Interior Department said that the advent of motorized bicycles and allowing them on national park trails could expand access to recreation opportunities for, quote, those with limitations stemming from age, illness, disability, or fitness, Mm -hmm. especially in more challenging environments such as high altitudes or hilly terrain. What recreation? You're biking there on a motor. Well, my favorite part about that is he says limitations stemming from fitness. Because you know that was all for Trump, right? Like, he, <laughs> he he's too out of shape to get up a hill without a golf cart. So Trump, Trump personally wants to go to the national parks, but he's like, Oh no, I have to walk, disaster. Just show me to the golf cart trail. What do you mean it can't fit? Oh, we need something thinner than that. Hmm, how about a bike that I don't have to pedal? Now, here's where I'm going to be a dick. It, why doesn't he just get a tandem bike and just have, like, Eric in the front and have Eric pedal for him while he just sits in the back and doesn't pedal? Because that's Chris Christie's job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christie, bike for me. So, 
here's where I'm going to be an asshole. You have, and I, I am, I am a big fan of like overcome your limitations. You know what I mean? Like, of course. You know, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I like the idea that they're not, they're, they're phasing out the word disabled anymore, and like because. I think- I think all limits are just challenges for people to overcome. Exactly. They're, One way or the other. They're challenges. Ingenuity yeah. through sheer wit, through grit, through intelligence. There's always a way around it. Yeah. You can find it. I believe in you. So I just think that if you can, if you are unable or unwilling to overcome your challenges, maybe you don't get to hike to the top of the mountain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you, maybe some things aren't for you. If you can't make it, you know, and I don't think that e-bikes are the answer. Like, it just, it makes me so irritated because uh, you weren't on the part of the hiking trail uh, that me and Matt got to when we were on this mountain called Mount Washington. And here's what's so bad about Mount Washington. It's a big mountain and there's like a little, uh, like a little train that'll take you to the top. You can also drive up there, right? Oh, okay. But it's really dangerous because if you drive up there and then you go hiking around the mountain... Uh, it's got the most unpredictable weather inside the continental United States. Like it'll cool. be it'll be July and people will be like mighty hot out today, and then it'll just start snowing and they'll be like mighty blizzardy out today. Guess we'll die. <laughs> so people that have oh, not wonderful. so people that have not earned the right and the preparedness to be at the top of a mountain are just out there the tourists. They're out there wandering around, taking pictures, and then dying. Or just getting in my way. I don't actually care that they die. I'm more annoyed that they're going to get in my way. Ugh, another frozen corpse to have to step over. We ran into just an, my love. We ran into an old guy in like a polo shirt and dress shoes with his granddaughter who was in like sweatpants, and he's going, "Huh? Oh, you are. Is there, is there any water nearby?" And me and Matt, you know, at this point, are just grizzled trail veterans. Are like, "Yeah, there's a." Uh, there's water about a mile back that way off the Jewel Trail. And he's like, oh, man, this was easier 20 years ago. And we're like, you want some water or food or something? Or, like, us to take you to safety? Nah. And then he wandered off and probably died. <laughs> no, I'll just go over here and die next to this Killaman tree. This is a good place to just have my final breath. But, yeah, people die on that mountain. Okay, old man, bye. Yeah, people die on that mountain all the time because they're like, I'm not fit enough to get up here. E-scooter, yay! Like, oh, it makes me so mad because I want more... It gives them better access to killing themselves. I I want more places to be inaccessible to tourists. Yeah, like outdoors. Yeah. Anywhere outside, right outside the door. Yeah, because I just have this fear that now we're turning our national parks into, like, you know, uh, downtown Manhattan where people are like, oh, look, at they're just standing in the trail with their stupid e-bikes. Yep, yep. Yeah, to me, that's the single worst thing that he's done to this country. Forget the thousands of children he's locked up or the people whose lives he's destroyed. He's ruining parks with e-bikes. Yeah, piece of shit. I swear to you. I will throw every e-bike I say I see off the side of a mountain whenever I'm whenever I whenever I leave this comfortable room and ever go back hiking again. With the rider still on it? Uh maybe. That's that's their choice. Either you you, <laughs> you can stay on or off, but that stupid bike's going over the side of the mountain. The bike is going over the mountain, and you can be on the bike when that happens, or you can get off of it now. Yeah, and hike back down with the goddamn legs or flippers or whatever it is God gave you. 
they start pedaling away from you, but little do they realize that the amount of energy in that motor is finite, whereas you, you are a grizzled veteran, and you will walk after them like the Terminator. Also, you will not stop. You will not feel mercy. You what, will not feel pain. What disability allows you to ride a bike but not, like, hike? Uh, Trumpism? I don't know. I think the disability that would not allow you to walk up a hiking trail would probably also prevent you from balancing on a bicycle over a bumpy hiking trail. Maybe. It could just be people on the standard American diet. So yeah, well, they're they can... so full of salt and sugar that they uh, can't really move around that well, but they can sit down real good. <laughs> yeah, well, they can all die. <laughs> and stay off my fucking trail. So, well, yeah, that was yeah. that was the thing that made me super mad. I was like, you son of a bitch. We really are going into that Wally type future. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we are. Just everyone said, oh, no, that's right. It was just a bunch of people in chairs, and they had, like, their little juice boxes. And Yeah. We're, we're headed there. This is the first step. Trump actually leads us into the Wally future. That's why he needs Space Force. It all adds up. Yep. Well, uh, you ready to get into... Uh... Well, we are. We were talking about. We're gonna. By the way, we're gonna change. So we we do Dear Abby's, but we're actually gonna just change them to Dear Wesley's to are honor. Are we really going through with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to honor. Uh-huh. I want to honor our good friend Wesley, <coughs> and also it's really fun to think that like all this life advice is like from Wesley. Is it life advice from him? I thought that he was the person writing in in this scenario. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So this is life advice too. Eric could be life advice from Wesley to Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what should I do? Eat more ramen with mayonnaise. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. That's what oh. made me so mad about Wesley the other day. So our friend Wesley keeps sending us like these god awful pics of poor people food. Um, yeah. And like, I mean that in like he like he'll send us a photo of like some ramen mixed with like mayo and be like, oh, it's good. You just throw some mayo and some ramen and then eat it up. And I'm like, that looks gross. And then the other day he goes, oh, Peter, you're looking real old. I'm looking much healthier than you. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, cause my, one of my favorite things on earth is still to this day pizza bread, which is something Wesley used to make when we were kids, right? Uh-huh. It was um, like, I recognize that it's probably not a good food, but at the same time, I just have so much nostalgia for it that I just have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart for it, right? Well, that's the way. All it is, is um, it slices a bread with ketchup on it, and then you put it in the, uh, the oven for a bit. And like lightly toast it over ten minutes or something. You take it out. Fresh pizza bread. It's really good. That's the same way. You see, you just basically described the way boomers feel about racism. Oh yeah. They know it's not good, but they they have other. <laughs> but it makes them feel good. They it's have, very comfortable. Yeah, they have other names for it, but like they're like, oh, remember when we were kids and we used to throw rocks at Mexican people? Oh, and then have pizza bread. <laughs> I put mayonnaise on it and call Peter old. Oh. Yeah, we never underestimate people's ability to love something if you just like slather it in nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. God, speaking of, did you know that uh, Vanilla Wow's out this week? Uh, I, I knew, I, I, but I chose I, not to care. I'm, I'm making the ultimate sacrifice by taking one hour off of WoW to record a podcast. So it's hell. Uh, so Pat has voluntarily plugged himself into the Matrix for many years, uh, playing the epic World of Warcraft game. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess 
a great. I don't know, man. I although I to be fair, I did get my Xbox working recently, and I started playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and so I, I I understand a little bit of it. I've I've gone on many police chases and shot a yeah. lot of people in Los Santos. It's all about finding the game that meshes best with you, that you can just sort of sink your life into, and then the next thing you know, like 30 years have passed, and you have a beard, and you're like, where did my life go? <laughs> I guess I'll just keep playing the video games. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. All I wanted to say about that is I think it's absolutely fantastic that Blizzard fought the fan base tooth and nail for over a decade saying, you know, you think you want it, but you don't. I think it was Jay Allen Brack that said that, who is currently the president of the company. And it was a fairly innocuous line. Like, he was trying to explain that players really... And this is a factual statement, by the way. Players do not know what they want a lot of the time. That is a basic design philosophy. People think they want this and that and the other, but really what, you know, let's go to like ragu, right? Like they were trying to come up with brands of ragu people would like, and people would say, I like this or I like that. And then they find out, oh, people actually like this other thing. People would say, I like very spicy, but no, everyone goes for mild, for instance. Mm -hmm. Applying that to video games, people would say, you know, we want much, much harder dungeons. And then they gave it to them in Cataclysm, and people lost their minds. They actually loved the easier Dungeons of Wrath, and so dungeons have been easy ever since. But there's also a sliding scale, just like with Ragu, there's a sliding scale of spiciness now, so people can just sort of pick their poison. Right. All that being said, it is accurate to say, you know, you think you want certain things, but you don't. But in this one case, he was drastically underestimating the power of nostalgia. Right. Because people love vanilla. Since it's come out, they can't make new servers fast enough. And finally, they got tired of making new servers just for them to instantly fill up again. So they've increased the capacity of all the servers, and they're still full all the time. At every time of day besides ass morning time, like super early in the morning, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., the servers are at capacity, and you're looking at a two-plus-hour queue just to get in. Well, maybe, you know, we've been fighting against racism and aggressive policies all this time, and maybe we've been telling them America, you know, you don't want this, trust me. And maybe in this one instance, the nostalgia of like the 1930s, people really want that. Do you remember when black people couldn't get on golf courses? Oh, I remember. Yep. So, and apparently that that like that sounds awful, but it like let Trump get enough votes that he was able to steal the rest of what he needed using the Russians. Oh, the Russians. All right, so our dear West. Uh, oh, did you know? Oh, sorry, just one very quickly in Putin's puppet news. Did you hear that the Dutch bank has revealed that they have some of Trump's tax returns? And uh, they've actually revealed publicly that the tax returns that they have were co-signed by several Ro Russian oligarchs. Uh, yeah, we'll get into all that because there's a, there's a lot of stuff with that I want to talk about. All right, so that's our teaser for after the Dear Wesleys. Stick, stay tuned. So, uh, <clears throat> Dear Wesley... Our 40-something married son had a password protected some old files on our home computer. We had trouble with the hard drive, and we told our son, but he said he couldn't remember the passwords. So we had our computer repaired, and everything was fixed. I peeked at his files, because it's not password protected anymore. Some of the photos he have saved are of his dogs and various cars. But most of the photos are the type parents always tell their offsprings not to take. Nudes of girls, including the one that he would marry, <laughs> and and nudes of himself. You could see his tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> that 
does sound like Wesley. Oh no, I saw, I saw a naked lady today and it scared me because her hoo-hahs were bigger than mine. Oh. I don't want him to email. I don't want to email these files of photos to him because they would be potentially out there. He and his wife who are in some of the photos share a computer. I want the girly photos gone. What do I do? I will say it's a bit distracting to hear the entire story in Wesley's voice. <laughs> I'll do the next one in regular voice, but yeah. So basically... But, but maybe we should do like part normal voice and then go into Wesley impressions like halfway through. Like, oh no, the tally whacker, oh. Well, basically, um, yeah, so his parents found some nude photos and then they're like, I don't know what to do with them. Dude, send the guy his photos. Stop looking at them, you weirdo. Yeah, yeah, like... Um, God, like I, I don't even remember the story. So the parents found nudes that his son, that their son took, and they're just like going through. If the first one's nude, what do you think all the others are gonna <laughs> be? Stop looking through the photos after the first one if you don't want to see your son's tallywhacker. This is like the... that should have been that should have been the uh, the clue right there. They're just flipping through all their son's nudes. That's weird. Because they're old stop. and they don't know about stop it. they don't know about not swiping. I guess. Like the reason he told them he geez. couldn't remember the password was so they wouldn't flip through his nudes. So wait, how did where'd the phone come in at this? What do you mean where did the phone come in? The uh, was were these photos on his phone? No, you said the reason he couldn't remember the passwords. So. They were on the computer, and this file was oh, okay. password protected. The point is, it's just like we all have a societal rule nowadays. If someone hands you their phone to look at a picture, you don't swipe. Right, right. Goes, Lord knows what the next one is. It's like, oh, and here's all the dick pics. Yeah. Uh, these old fucking people. God, I, I, old people in tech. You know, the same way that you have to be like 18, you know, to buy cigarettes or 21 to buy alcohol, I think there needs to be a reverse age limit on technology. So if you're over like 60, you don't get a cell phone and you get limited computer access with like limited old people internet. That would actually wipe out all the Trump voters because without the nonstop Facebook propaganda, they wouldn't have thought that Hillary killed um, what's-his-face yeah. or any of those other conspiracy theories. I think we need to protect people that are too old to understand technology. And this is a good example of that. Like, dude, send him. I don't want to send them because then they'd be out there. Dude, I got to tell you what. If these are on his computer, you know who probably has a copy of these and is probably slowly masturbating to these photos right now? Whoever you took Donald. the computer to. Oh, uh, yeah. I was about to say Donald Trump. So, so you're worried about them being <laughs> out there. You basically just gave all these photos to whoever, whatever guy that works at the thing at Best Buy you took your computer to. Yeah. So huh. you might as well email him and go, hey, found some photos. Here you go. These are for you. I'm deleting the rest off of my computer. Yep. Fucking old people, man. I feel like so much of this show is just me railing against old people. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm sure one of these days, if we keep it up, Muckrakers episode like 730 will finally be like the reverse where you're yelling about the young people today. Maybe, but, uh, S something to look forward to. Or maybe you'll just rant about even older people. God damn, Agatha took my pills again. <laughs> no, you know, when I get old, I'm going to accuse the uh, maid of stealing my watches as I slowly get dementia. Yep. So uh, our second, our second, dear Wesley, is actually about you, Pat. Um, oh yeah. Yep. It says, uh, "Dear Wesley, I'm a single man in my early fifties who looks younger. <coughs> See, it's you. Uh, yeah. 
A married couple approach me and express their desire for me to become intimate with them as a couple, but they are only acquaintances. Go for it. I was surprised but interested when they told me they have an open marriage and would like me to participate with the wife. They are into threesome, swinging, and swapping. I have never participated in such activities, although I admit I am now very curious. But they know I, they know I am a religious person, and they told me that they don't consider it to be adultery or coveting since they are willing participants and there are no secrets or desire to break up the marriage. I told them I'd think about it and get back to them. If you don't swallow, it's not adultery. <laughs> When I discussed it with my married brother, he was all for it. Of course he is, because he's married and probably miserable. <laughs> well, he wants to get his brother in on this, too? Okay, that's a bit too kinky, but... No, he just he asked his brother. He's just <laughs> like, hey, uh, I'm getting invited to a threesome. What should I do? And his brother was just like, he was like, do it. Um, but when I talked about it with my divorced sister, at first she thought I was trying to recruit her as a participant, which I was not. Once I... that, that's also what I was just thinking about his brother. <laughs> Once I cleared that up, she voiced no opinion. Uh, I don't flirt right. with women. I'm discreet about my personal life. This could be why the couple approached me. I would appreciate your thoughts, Wesley. Um, <clears throat> well, um, Peter, after careful consideration, I'm on the fence on this one. I, I have mixed feelings about what... Go for it! What are you doing? <laughs> Do it before they change their mind! What are... You're 50 and... Just... Do it! God! What's wrong with you? Well, I would say that, uh, uh, religious or not, you know, when, uh, sometimes God gives you a gift in this life, uh, sometimes... Have you ever thought that this is how God's communicating with you? <laughs> Through sexual... <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes God gives you things that aren't cancer in your 50s, and you should be happy every time God gives you a gift, uh, that's not pancreatic cancer, you know what I mean? Or leukemia. Just take it and go with it. Why? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, it's like God's saying, you know, you could, you can have this threesome, or you could have what's in the mystery box. If you say, <laughs> "I'll take what's in the mystery box," that could be your pancreatic cancer. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? Die of cancer, or have the threesome? The I don't, I don't understand why this is hard, man. The mystery box is always colon cancer. <laughs> always. Door number one, door number two, or colon cancer. <laughs> it's always bad, always. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, <laughs> just I, yeah, I, I have to be with you there. Um, go for it, you know. Like, I don't know. Life is, life is a delicious Olive Garden sampler, and you should try, you know, most of the things on the sampler. There's a few things I would say, like maybe stay away from. Just you know, like the extra long breadsticks. <laughs> Hey, some people are into extra long breadsticks, and that's that's their journey to sample it. I mean, I was gonna. You know what? You've talked me into it. I'll try the extra long. I I mean, I'm I'm all about you know try anything in life. There's a I, I have very few exceptions. Most of those are like, um, you know, uh, life destroying, super addictive drugs. Uh, just in my personal life, I don't I don't mess with hard drugs because I know that I would love hard drugs, like really love yeah. them. And so I, you've decided that you're just not hero into it. Exactly. Um, I definitely have a, a heroin hero complex, heroin complex. Now, I'm also not scared of needles, so I know that as soon as someone was like, hey, man, why don't you try this heroin just once? I'd be like, I just did the whole thing. And they're like, wait, you did all, <laughs> you did all, all the heroin? I'm like, yeah, give me more, give me more, give me more. Um, I just, yeah. But so, you, you don't even do it right. You just drink it. Like, ah, okay, <laughs> anymore? <laughs> like, what did you do? That's totally wrong. I drink all the heroin. No, stay away from those. But, yeah, anything else in life, situations, yeah, man, be open to it. Try it out because, you know, uh, you'll probably get pancreatic cancer in your 50s. 
Yeah, I think um, jet fuel is about where I strongly draw the line. If it involves injecting jet fuel into my veins, I'm like, you know what? Oh, I'm good. are you making a reference to that crocodile stuff people were doing? Ugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were that, mixing. Exactly. They were mixing. I think it was codeine with like lighter fluid. Uh, and I guess it would get them really high, but it also destroys your veins and the skin around your veins. So your yes. flesh would just sloth off. Like, uh, it's pretty bad. Don't do that. But I guarantee there are you, there are better ways to get high than that. I promise you. I guarantee you this though. Nobody lays there on their deathbed and like goes, "I wish I had had less threesomes." Yep. I don't think that's ever been a regret of anybody like, I wish I had been more chaste and <laughs> not had sexual intercourse with those people. Yeah, man. I wish I could have sat there in my living room alone just a few more times. I wish I had had pancreatic cancer. I mean, I wish I hadn't because that's what's... I'm, I'm dying now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, man, I go for it, like... But what's Wesley's advice on all this? Oh, the Wesley's advice was like, well, you need to re-examine your religion. There are different definitions for adultery. I think his advice would be something like, well, what you need to do instead is just get yourself a nice jelly bagel, right? And then you slather it up real good with the mayonnaise. And then you put your penis in it. <laughs> yeah, Wesley's advice would be eat pizza bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so those were our, those were our dear Louis's. All right, so we teased earlier uh, some Trump news. We did. So the Dutch bank revealed that they have some of his tax returns, and now only well, MSNBC is it, has is it, reported on this. Is it, it's it's not it's not a Dutch bank. It's Deutsche Bank, right? Like Deutsche, yeah, Deutsche Bank. Yeah, they're not like I'm the at, bank in Dutchland. Uh, sorry, I just that was so weird. I had to well actually that. Um, actually, um, actually, it's um, actually Peter. It's um yeah it's um actually so yeah they have and I won't believe it till they're out but like I've heard so many like we got his tax returns we got his taxes and then like nothing ever happens with them. Yep. So I mean this could be another case of that and that's why the New York Times and CNN and all of them are not reporting on it because unlike what Trump keeps saying all that stuff is not just fake news folks. They're not just people out to get them. They're just reporting on reality. Just the reality of the matter is he's an asshole. But uh, Trump is saying, whenever he's over at the G7 this week, that all the world leaders, they were coming up to me and saying, why does the media hate America so much in your country? And I'm like, I don't know. And of course, I mean, he's full of shit because he lies like people breathe, right? Just constantly. But that's just, it gives you sort of a, um, a channel into his mind. Like, what you know what he wants you to think. Yeah. You don't know if he really thinks this. He could because he's such a prolific liar. That uh, a lot of prolific liars believe their own bullshit after a while. That's how they get good at it. Well, I have. But I, I have it a, gives you a window into his mind. You know, I, I, I basically I have issues with with the media, and I do think that uh, you know, since the media's inception as an organization, you know, like way back in the day, that the whole yellow journalism thing—if it bleeds, it leads. They're they're very sensationalist, but. That is a big problem, but that's also a nuanced problem. And in the age yeah. of Trump, there isn't much room for nuance. But if we can you, get back to nuance when Trump waddles his orange ass out of the White House doors. If, Whenever we get President Jeb Bush or something, then we can be if nuanced. You, if you take in, though, the whole of the news, the news is generally not making just making shit up. Like, they'll take right. an event... And they'll print it, and you know they'll write commentary about it. And, the, and like your job 
is not to believe their commentary. Your job is to look at the event and then like really make up your own mind about it. So even sensationalized as it is, uh, you have to look at the event itself, you know? Yep. Uh, for now, a lot of that opinion, though, only exists in the opinion columns. Like, yeah. a lot of hard news really does just come at you with just the facts. Well, and that's a lot of what to give CNN you, gives you. To give you a really facts. good example of that, I don't know if you've watched it yet, and I encourage you to watch it because I'd love to have a discussion with you about it. But Dave Chappelle released a new comedy special on Netflix, right? I heard, I heard of that. I haven't seen it yet, but if it's on Netflix, I can yeah. definitely watch it. I watched it. Um, now, my problem with it was that uh, Dave Chappelle is older he's a little bit more bitter and he's i i liken him to kind of like a boxer that's out of his prime he's still he's not a he's not a trump supporter now is he no um he's okay. he's still good but he's not as good as he could be or once was i think he's not as sharp um gotcha but at the same time uh i don't know if it's the the fucking uh what do you call it? The era we live in where you're not allowed to make the people have decided that you're just not allowed to make jokes about certain things, which I've never agreed with. And he had some really that's, go ahead. I was going to say that's definitely a modern thing, because I remember a lot of the comedians I used to watch in the 2000s and 90s. You know, it was all about just saying the stuff that was taboo and people wanted them to say the right. stuff that was taboo. Nowadays, you can't. And I do understand why it drifted towards that, because the people there's too many people that are in positions of power to act upon those thoughts these days. Right. And it's less funny to joke about Nazis killing people when Nazis are currently killing right, people. Right, right, right. But, but he, he had some really anyway. he had some really funny stuff. And, like, the thing that people are maddest about was he talked about the uh, people that were molested by Michael Jackson. Uh, and he was joking about, I don't believe him. And he's just like, now I know that, like, you know, 40% of the people in this audience have been molested, but it wasn't by no king of pop. We didn't get a trip to Hawaii. All we got was awkward Thanksgivings for the rest of our life. So, but they just took the line from that joke, I don't believe the kids that were molested by Michael Jackson, and then he just printed it, and they wrote articles, and they just attacked him, and attacked him, and attacked him, and I'm like, dude, watch the special, like, honestly, uh, yeah, there's some stuff that, like, I thought was kind of lazy, but, like, overall, I think that attacking a stand-up comedian is dumb, because comedian, because comedy, stand-up comedy is one of those, um... What's the word I'm looking for? It's the ultimate equalizer. What you say has to have truth, be personal, and be funny. You know? Yes. Like, it's, you can't, you can't short circuit that. Like, Trump couldn't go be a stand-up comedian. Right. He, he's actually tried it, by the way. Um, what was it? There was this thing where him and Hillary were in the same room, and they had to tell jokes about one another. And Hillary actually had good self-deprecating jokes, a couple jabs at Trump. She kept it very, very tasteful. Um, Trump got up there and he just went into his campaign speeches about Hillary needs to be locked up and the audience actually booed because he's just being an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's he's why he's not telling a joke. There's no punchline. There's no setup. There's nothing. It's just you know what we should do is have Hillary arrested. That's why I'm really sad that uh, Obama is not just going on a uh, stand-up comedy tour uh, because you remember him at like the press dinner stuff. Like that dude is legitimately like the funniest president that we've had since, I don't know, I don't know if we've ever had a president, maybe since Lincoln. I feel like Lincoln would have killed with stand-up comedy, you know what I mean? 
trying to think. Because um, he's the only other president I know that people would be like, Mr. Lincoln, what are you going to do about this issue? And he's like, well, let me tell you, you know, the uh, a Polish man, a uh, New York banker, and a rabbi walk into a bar, and then yada, yada, yada. And the <laughs> Polish man said, that's my wife. Like, he would have these weird euphemisms that made... So I think that he was kind of like the first funny president... But Obama was really good. Like, Obama could really, like, he had that, that spark. But my point is... Keep in mind, though, uh, Obama's comedy may have given us President Trump because Trump got so mad at getting burned by Obama that he ran for president just to spite him. He, but and no, after he, he got, after he became president, no, he then, like, he, sort of pushed on through to undo everything Obama did no, and remove everything he, he ran every year world. before Obama. Like, he's been running for president since, like, Home he, Alone 2. No, he only ran in the year 2000. No, he ran before. It was the, then and now. He's had at least three or four presidential runs. I've only heard of the one in the year 2000. I'm telling you, we'll look it up later, because, but like. Because, yeah, because I remember looking that up whenever Trump claimed, and I did it, folks. I became president on my first try. Yeah. On my first try. It wasn't. He'd run a couple times. But, uh, yeah, my whole point was if you find if you find yourself going after a stand-up comedian uh, who made a Netflix special? Chappelle even said it in the in the special. He said, uh, "Now remember, before you get mad, you clicked on my face to watch this." Yeah, because the thing about it is, I think it's important that people talk about stuff that people are uncomfortable with. I think it's important that comedians still try to tell jokes, and I think it's dumb to write an article trying to shred a comedian because you didn't like what he said. If you don't like what the comedian said, the best way to shut him up is to just not go to the shows and not write an article about them. Yeah, so because also that'll give him more publicity. But yeah. here's the thing: we um, this is why I fear that in the post-Trump days, uh, those muckrakers is going to be seen as like a right-wing sympathizer podcast or a pro-Trump podcast. Oh, you think that because... we'll have to, we'll have to start opening up with like, "Welcome to those muckrakers." I'm Goebbels and I'm Gehring, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just like we're going to stand up for comedians being able to tell jokes and the millennials will be like, meh, probably like, ah, more, more people upset at us. Yeah, I just, I think that people are too, uh, people are bandwagon jumpers. They're too quick to jump on whatever. It's tribalism. Oh my God, I have, I have the perfect story for this actually, because this week, um, Pro Jared released a video defending himself. You're going to have to, you're going to have to tell me and everyone else I who the fuck Pro Jared is. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting to that. I, ju I just said the word. So, uh, let's start from the beginning. Pro Jared is a YouTuber that does like videos about video games. And uh, about two months ago, it came out that he had um, cheated on his wife, whose name is, I want to say Heidi, with someone else. I don't remember her name. <laughs> her name is now Anti-Jared. It's... And um, then he had all these accusations of being a pedophile, and then it was revealed that they were actually divorced a little while ago anyway. But the pedo jokes is what really dug things in and got him fired from Normal Boots, which is like this, I want to say conglomerate, this uh, group that he was with. And But one thing that he, one of the first things he said in his video was that he wasn't fired. He was actually, you know, he actually stepped down because he didn't want them to get drug along with it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So... When two months ago this first came out and two different people accused him of pedophilia, saying that he has this weird, creepy, um, like, secret Reddit where he requests nudes from fans and they're all like, but we're under 18. Are you sure you want nudes? And he would pressure them for nudes until they gave him nudes and ma manipulate them for it. And 
So that was the story, and that's what made everyone on the internet just rage against Jared. They all jumped on the hate bandwagon. Even other YouTubers were like strongly against him. Any friend that tried to come out defending him was like, you know, they got so much hate and they lost so many subs instantly that they were like, oh, no, no, okay, I, I didn't realize it was this bad. Uh, I recant my statement. I don't support anything about him anymore. I won't talk to him again. He's not my friend anymore. Don't worry about that. This is, this is in the past. His life was basically destroyed overnight, and it, sh it trended for days, and all the YouTube drama channels had videos about it because uh, Pro Jared did try to release a couple statements on it, and all of his statements were just torn to shreds, and his ex-wife um, like jumped down his throat about it, and for a long time she became an internet darling because everyone wanted to hear what she had to say because her point of view is, is that he had been gaslighting her, he had been abusing her, um, all this stuff had been going on for a long time, and he had turned all of their mutual friends against her, and that was the story. And uh, I never tweeted anything at him. I never did death threats like a lot of people did. I never commented online about this at all. But I did follow the story, and I assumed that the angry mob was correct. That was my assumption walking away from this. Two months later... After hearing not a peep from him for two months, he released a 40-minute video just a couple days ago, which finally gives his side of the story, and he starts sort of... Now, there's already been a lot of stuff since then. Like, it developed that um, he and his wife actually had an open marriage where they were both having sex with other people, and at some point she decided to step out of the open marriage and say, I don't want to do this anymore, but uh, he wasn't ready to make that shift, and so eventually they got a divorce, and he went with... Um, one of the other girls he had been having uh, sex with on the side. So that, that was a more complicated story than we initially heard. So it wasn't just a straight-up cheater story. Though, I mean, I will say that if this was a Dear Amy, I would say, okay, well, if the conditions have changed, then sleeping around is now cheating. Just because you had an open marriage well, before doesn't mean it is after, me, but that's a very... Let me go take a, a side, a sort of a little side alley real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and say this anyway. The way people jump on cheater stories... I'm going to go and lay it out there. That's none of your fucking business. That's between uh, the people in the relationship and you're not in it, so you don't know. So, yeah. you know, if uh, an internet celebrity or a celebrity cheats on someone else, yeah, okay, well, that's their fucking life. Like, I, how do, that doesn't affect the way I feel about them in the least. Exactly. And... So and also, it's definitely going to be more complicated than any black and white news yeah. you might hear. Oh, he online, cheated right? on her. Well, sorry, uh, that sucks. Well, but um, leave him and start another relationship with someone who doesn't cheat on you. But either way, it's not my business. I, now, as far as the accusations of psychological abuse goes, um, I mean, he claimed the same thing about her, so that just sort of becomes a he said, she said mess, yeah. but we can we can leave that there. The most important bit, though, is the accusations of pedophilia. Right. Um, Jared comes out and he says from the get-go, it's like, does he have a, like a weird, creepy um, sex picture, or not sex picture, nude picture, hidden Reddit? Uh, of course, he has that. Uh, Nudes that he sent to other people have been leaked online in wake of this whole thing. And, you know, he admits that he got nudes from fans. But he was saying, you know, you know, is that a thing? Yes, but let me 
further talk about this. And he gets into how he always makes sure that people are 18. He presses them on it. He's like, well, did I ask for their IDs? No, because people can just make fake IDs anyway. They can Photoshop it and send it to me. But I do ask people, are you 18 ahead of time? I always stress that point. These people's accusations that he didn't even ask them was patently untrue. And he has proof of this because he still has all the screenshots of all of their conversations. Furthermore, he can go back through and show the highly selective um, screenshots that were posted because the people posted select snippets and excerpts of conversations right. they had with Jared that made him look really, really Can you bad. imagine if someone posted like select snippets of this podcast? Yeah, we've said horrific things. It's definitely getting us thrown in Guantanamo. We've said horrific things in context. You may not even have to... That would get us thrown into Guantanamo. <laughs> you may not even have to take us out of context. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a thing. But um, I do advise that anyone uh, who is at all curious about this watch Pro Jared's response video. It's the most recent... I mean, if you look up uh, Pro Jared on YouTube, you'll find it. If you're curious to know the full story, you should hear the whole thing because uh, his explanation is going to be way better than my summary of it. Yeah, your summary is pretty good. The long and short though. of it is... Oh, thank you. The, the long and short of it is uh, th both the people that accused him of pedophilia are very likely either liars or one of them might have brain damage because one of them posted a story about how they had hit their head and they lost like six months of their life and they have a certain type of like, you know, with amnesia, they lost a lot of their life and there's a bunch of other stuff. And he's like, so either A, that story's a lie, and if this person is a known liar, how can you believe this story about um, him and Jared? Or B, this person is telling the truth, and if that happened, how can you trust someone with brain damage that this story played out the way it did? Because this person says, I have no proof of this, and Jared does not remember any interactions between them, so we cannot prove that the two of them ever sent nudes back and forth one way or the other. It's he said, she said, but he did manage to find that story about how this same person has brain damage or claims to have brain damage, so we can leave that there. Number two, the other person, um, he says, well, I do remember sexting with this guy, and... Like, this is the entire conversation, and this is the original email where this person demands an apology. This is me giving him an apology, and this is um, his edited version of that email to me that leaves out the demand for an apology so that he could weaponize my apology against him so it would look like he sent me this email and I apologized unsolicited after the fact. And, you know, he just explained how this person has highly doctored, highly manipulative documents. And also both people uh, deleted their accusations of pedophilia just a couple days after they did right. it two months ago. And that's what's so dangerous is like uh, the Internet in general is a mob mentality of anything. Like people pull out torches and pitchforks and are like running anybody down for i mean just look at any kind of like anytime a conservative uh uh personality steps outside the uh the mainstream um narrative and how like you know uh conservatives destroyed keurigs and like uh and i guess it's not even a conservative yeah. liberal thing it's just a weird internet people thing yeah, like uh, people love jumping on bandwagons. They uh, everyone has an extreme sense of FOMO, a fear of missing out, because they just like to ride the wave with everyone while it's happening. They like to say that they were there, and they like to. Everyone on the right and the left likes to play social justice warrior, yeah. whether or not well, you know they claim to. You know, and to wrap it back around to Chappelle, he brought up a good point. Well, 
while I don't agree with it, it's more nuanced than that with the whole, you know, Louis C.K. thing, forcing, not even forcing, like, masturbating in front of, like, younger female comics in an uncomfortable way, Chappelle goes, and he goes, he didn't even do anything you could call the police on him for. He goes, try it. I dare you. The, the cops will, the yeah, like, so it's one of those just like, yeah, it was really shitty and weird, but, like, he didn't, he didn't break the law, like, and the fact that you can just you can you can uh, take anything of somebody's somebody's stuff on the internet and then just accuse them of being a pedophile, and no one everyone is so um, what's the word I'm looking for for so long we've not believed victims that like now we'll right. believe any victim uh, and now you you are guilty until proven innocent and I guess the ship will eventually right itself and we'll come back to some form of normalcy but yeah it's like it's like hysteria you know what I mean. Yes, like that's the thing. Like I, that's one of the main reasons I believed his accusers two months ago is just because I know that in the past it was a huge thing where nobody ever believed accusers. Like most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, you did not believe accusers. You're like, well, what did you do to provoke this assault on yourself? Or yeah. are you lying? Do you want something? This person's rich. Do you want their money? But I have heard over and over again how that never works out that way you always end up in a worse position whenever you attack someone in a position of power yeah. because they can destroy your life if you even try it to the point in which i am now like my knee jerk is to always believe accusers and that's why i watched the Chappelle special and made up my own mind instead of just reading the many articles written about it uh because you know comedy is very close to my heart it's what i love to do and uh yeah, like I, I disagree with a lot of the articles. I think they're just writing clickbait for that knee jerk reaction for those uh Absolutely. for those likes. Yeah. And they're taking what he said. They're not even taking out of context. They're 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 um they're not even they're not taking uh, I don't know what I can't find a better word for out of context, but like they're taking one line from the joke and like completely misunderstanding the joke and then writing a whole article around it and I'm like Yeah. Just like one snippet out of context, and they're like, "This is awful." Like it reminds me of that one article that someone wrote about um, uh, why they hate The Simpsons and why they hate Homer Simpson, and they watched like ten random episodes, and they're all like, "Homer's such a bad person, and he treats Marge bad." Yeah, and I read that article they too. They completely, they completely dismissed The Simpsons as like this weird archaic um, show that has about an abusive relationship. Yeah. And I read that too. And I was, and I've heard a really good, uh, I think it's a meme now, but they'll say like, uh, you know, love of Sriracha sauce is not a replacement for personality. I hadn't, have not heard that. Well, not Sriracha sauce, but they'll say whatever is not a, is not a substitute for a personality or is not a personality. Yeah. I think, I think hating the Simpsons or like hating something that's popular is also not a personality. Cause you see those articles all the time. You know, people are like how I tried sex for the first time and completely hate it and why you should too. <laughs> you know, you just, and people are like, Oh, that I shouldn't have, I shouldn't do the thing that feels the best in the world. Well, let me read more. Like, yeah. Get bent, like that's the right, let's let's hope our threesome guy doesn't read that and talk himself out of it. <laughs> I had a threesome for the first time and hated it, and you shouldn't watch The Simpsons either. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, yep. I, I think that um, I don't know if it's if it's cancel culture or what, but I do think that like yes, that is that is a strong part of it. Yes, believe cancel b- culture. Yes, I, believe. I don't 
I don't like. Not only do I not like cancel culture, I would actually go to bat for Roseanne, despite her being a racist monster. Like that's what her fans liked about her, and also I don't know. It's she seemed harmless enough. I, ah, God, it's so hard to say. You know, I like well, this Trump supporter, despite the fact that they I look at it like Trump, especially when her liking of that type of policy policies is so ingrained into who she is yeah. it's not like that it's not like she's someone that likes ketchup and i'm like well i hate ketchup so i hate you it's not just a detail it's a really big part of who she is but i don't know i still i wish her show wasn't canceled i go back i don't think the show's canceled i think they just removed her from it well it became the connor show yeah. or something well i i look at it this way um i i i, I go this way on it i think I, that free speech Protects it protects speech you may not like. I don't like or support Nazis at all. Uh, and here's the the problem with Nazis is their their speech. <laughs> their speech is the problem with Nazis. Oh, their speech is generally calling for the death and extermination yeah. of people. But that being said, if your speech does not represent a clear and present danger, if your speech is not threatening a person or groups of people. Uh, then it's free and it sucks and you have the right to uh, go out and counter speech that but at the same time like yeah speech is speech is protected uh, uh, Roseanne being an idiot like you know all right you're yeah. clearly an old lady having a mental health crisis but you're allowed to talk about whatever you want yeah now the reason I come down so hard on Trump is because his words do cause actions to because he's the goddamn he president. Yeah. yeah, he has his words have an astronomical amount of power behind them. So you know every single syllable he utters should be met with the utmost of scrutiny. Well, he may not like it and say that's not fair. I don't give a fuck. Well, that's what you signed up for. It's the, Step yeah. down if you don't like it's it. It's the same way that people that complain about how hard the you know the blue lives matter people how hard the lives of cops are. I go if it's too hard for you, there's, princess, don't be a cop. There's no such thing as blue lives matter. That's just racist sex of shit wanting to uh, tell Black Lives Matter to shut up. I reckon that's all it is. <laughs> I recognize that I being promise. A, you. I recognize that being a police officer is inherently dangerous. You're putting your life on the line mostly to help people for very little money. You when you show up, it's always the worst day of someone's life, and you have to remain the adult in the room and and mitigate the situation. I get that, but. If you can't handle it and you want to cry about it, I'm sorry. Go find another job. Like, you know, when I was on the fire department, I wasn't like, eh, it's so hot all the time. People don't understand how hot it is in a house. But like, well, you can't stand the heat. Get out of the house fire and go do something else. It's not fair. That piano that fell through the ceiling and hit me is heavy. And if you don't like being criticized for everything you say and do, don't be president. You know? <laughs> yep. That's yeah. In the so, words of Forrest speak, Gump, that's all I have to say about that. Well, so uh, God, we do have a bit more Trump news, sadly. Oh yeah, what's it? Well, he's he's always doing dumb stuff. What's he doing now? Uh, starting in October, Trump will have ended automatic birthright citizenship for Americans born uh, on military bases overseas. To parent, I read about this. So there was supposed to be a qualifier that said to parents that have had a green card for less than five years or something like that. Is that it? I don't know, because someone else goes, show me where it says that. So here's the problem with this. In itself, it's only it's not going to affect a lot of people. It's kind of kind of innocuous, right? It does sound like he um, 
hates women in the military in particular because I realize it's going to affect them more than other people. So women can't be deployed overseas because they would then risk not having a citizen while they're over there. Well, the problem, or or even well, the, like the problem that the, uh, fa- or families just going overseas because I realize that's also a thing. The reason if you're it doesn't a guy in the military and you have your family, but go the ahead. The reason it doesn't make any sense is because military bases and. Uh, what do you call the places where diplomats live? The diplomat's house? What is that? The embassy. The, the embassy. Yeah, so if you're born on a U.S. embassy or if you're born on a U.S. military base, that's still considered sovereign U.S. soil, so you're still technically born in the U.S. Yep. But where I think it's dangerous is it lays the groundwork to remove all birthright citizenship, and then... We know Trump's in favor of that. Well, the problem with that is then if you have if if there's a big part of the country that doesn't support you, what do you do? You strip them of their citizenship. And I know this seems crazy, but that's how this stuff always starts. You it creeps in around the edges and in marginalized groups where you go, no, 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 we're just doing this is only going to affect a few thousand people. Oh, no, 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 we're only doing this to people that have been in the country less than five years. And it allowed to continue like. Eventually, it becomes like if you did not vote for me, you will be uh, your citizenship will be stripped, and uh, well, we can't deport you because other countries won't take you. So what do we do? We put you in those detention camps that right now are uh, quote they're only for people that are breaking the law. Well, you're no longer a person without your citizenship. Like once you repeal the I believe the Fourteenth Amendment, everyone's fair game, brother. Yep, and. I mean, man, and a lot of the people in those um, concentration camps aren't breaking the law. Like They came here legally seeking asylum, and they were just detained indefinitely and had their children stolen from them by the monster-in-chief. Well, there's another dangerous thing they're doing with that is I think several people in one of those detention camps died of the flu, uh, and they're refusing to give the kids flu vaccinations. Um, and so that's kind of how it starts. Like you go, well, listen, I can't, I'm not going to kill all these people, but if a bunch of them were to die of the flu as an epidemic, it technically wouldn't be my fault. Right. Cause I didn't pull the trigger. Right. So it's, you see so, uh, this stuff creeping in around the edges and it makes me very uncomfortable. So, um, speaking of awful things Trump did, I thought that we might have a, a bit of a flashback here near the end of our podcast. Because he's done so much awful stuff over time that maybe we should hit up like a best of list. And this was inspired by... Well, the problem is, um, remember, he's not the architect. He's just the dumb guy that's pulling levers. Like, um, he's kind of like, what was the name of the evil wizard in Lord of the Rings who was a servant of Sauron? Oh, was that I, I was that Sar- was that Saruman the the guy I, yeah anyway yeah like so he's a I, I only remember uh, Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White and Monty Python and the Holy Grail's Black Knight so uh, yeah he's he's a servant of like a greater a greater evil or gr- someone's pulling the strings behind him he's just the idiot who's just like hey, I pull these levers and then they're like me and they're like yes. <laughs> So, um, just this was inspired by a uh, hashtag President Pinocchio's top lies, mm-hmm. uh, which is trending this morning. And uh, I just found this list that someone posted of the top uh, conspiracy theories that he has promoted. Oh, nice. So, uh, it's a top 15. And even at the end of this list, I'm like, but what about this and this and this? And I'm like, you know what? He has told over 10,000 lies as president. So we could literally do this forever. In fact, I'm pretty sure that trying to list off all of his lives would be like, 
uh, you know the statistic of if everyone in China starts walking by you in a single file line, the line would never end because the uh, the rate the birth rate um, would exceed the speed that everyone could walk past you. I've never heard These that. Lies would be. But how yeah. are people just giving birth in line while they're waiting? I guess in this hypothetical, they would have to. Hmm. But uh, Trump's lies are like that. If you start listing them off, he lies so frequently that you would never be able to finish the list because the rate of new lies would just continue indefinitely. Right. Just way too fast to ever reach the end of the list. So we're going to have to st stick to um, give us the, the top 15 as of today. Give us the top five, man. Um, number one, Senator Ted Cruz's dad involved in JFK assassination. I like that one. <laughs> Me too, actually. Uh, number two, Justice Scalia may have been killed. Yeah, by his own heart, because he was fat and out of shape. They were trying to say that he was smothered to death with a pillow, then drug out into the woods. <laughs> That's... Uh, no, he's old and fat. Why would you have, just let him die on his own? He died, yeah, like... N number three, Joe Scarborough involved in his own intern's death. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Every time someone dies that's a Democratic aide, they go like, Hillary choked him to death and broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, number four, Clinton's aide death wasn't a suicide. It was Hillary Clinton in the study with a candlestick. <laughs> uh, President Obama is not a U.S. citizen. Yeah, and that one was super easy to put to bed. I don't know why it gained any traction at all. Because it was really stupid and really annoying, and old Derpy would go, uh, Trump would go on Fox News and just prattle it off, and Fox would let him say it. Just that yeah. that would be like starting the rumor that Chris Christie has a small alien inside his head controlling him with levers. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of these I can just rattle off really quick. Uh, Marco Rubio not well, eligible. Give us the to be number. President. Uh, number six is Senator Marco Rubio is not eligible to be president. Well, that's because he yeah he's not because he he'll never get one. the votes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven. Ten, now, this, actually, I kind of believe number seven. So I think me and Trump actually agree on the same conspiracy theory. Uh, number seven is Ted Cruz is not eligible to be president. Again, yes, he's absolutely not. He, he was born in Canada and not on a military base. So Anchor, baby. E yep. Uh, number eight, Obama wiretapped Trump Tower. I don't think anybody wiretapped. I think the Russians... Uh, did wiretap Trump Tower, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, are these wiretaps from Obama?" And then the Russians are like, <laughs> uh, "Yes, uh, comrade, uh, this is President Obama, and you are being wiretapped by Obama. Certainly not the Russians. <laughs> Damn you, Obama!" So the reason I hated that one was because Trump actually had the FBI investigate this case so he wasted millions of dollars on an fbi investigation based on something he knew that he just bullshitted on the well, toilet also, one morning when he was upset also based on the fact that you're the president you could just ask and like somebody'd be like uh yeah we wiretapped you or no we didn't because he's the president like you don't yeah. you can just like ask like hey do we wiretap the, you know do we did we assassinate this guy like they'll just tell you you're the fucking president uh, number nine's interesting because he's actually the one that did this, but uh, number nine is Muslim Americans celebrated on 9-11. Yeah, that's one of those things where you always blame other people uh, for the things that you do. You know, the things we hate most in other people are the things we see in ourselves. Yeah, so Trump kept claiming that he saw them cheering and celebrating on 9-11. By the thousands, folks, by the thousands. When, in fact, we actually have recordings of Trump talking on, I believe, Fox News? Maybe it was on CNN at the time, uh, saying, you know, so now that the Twin Towers have fallen, I, I guess my tower's the tallest in New Which York. Which also huh? wasn't true. 
I was saying it That's was even better. It was a gross insult to people that died in a horrific attack, and also it was factually inaccurate. That's amazing, actually. That's really funny. Yeah. That um, it's just like uh, it's a turducken of bullshit. That would be a, like a turd. It's a turd duck. That would be like when Arnold Schwarzenegger inevitably dies, and if somehow I outlive him, which I don't think is possible, uh, I'd be like, "Well, now that Schwarzenegger has died, I guess I'm the strongest man in the world." <laughs> no, no, you're not, Pete. Not even close. But, but if you said that like the day he died to his grieving widow, yeah, like at his funeral, like glow with just like one foot kind of up on the coffin edge, like guess I'm the strongest man in the world now, huh? Like just like <laughs> Jesus Christ, the man's still he's not even cold yet. Yep. Uh, number ten is three million illegal aliens voted uh, in the 2016 election. How many did he lose? How many millions votes did he lose by? Uh, three to five million. So even if three million voted, uh, he still would have lost. Even if we took that away, yeah. he still loses. So like, get your numbers right, man. Yeah. Number eleven, global war warming is a Chinese hoax. Um, I would argue. I would actually agree with that one. In that, like, the Chinese are the ones pumping so much pollution into the air, uh, it's causing global warming. Well, it wouldn't be a hoax at that point. It'd be a Chinese-caused crisis. Yeah, I would say maybe he just has the word hoax and caused crisis confused. What's that word for when somebody does a thing? Hoax, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, when I uh, uh, told Chris Christie to, to get me a cheeseburger, he hoaxed on over to McDonald's. <laughs> yep. Um, number 12, I don't remember him actually saying, so I don't know if number 12 is accurate. It's fake news. But... uh. It's fake news, folks, okay? Bigly. Uh, number 12, vaccines cause autism. Well, then we should vaccinate the shit out of him. Did he say that? Probably. Do you remember? Here's my point. Uh, if we gave the president autism, it would make him smarter. Uh, autistic people are very intelligent. Yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. is not. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that uh, autistic people are not intelligent. I'm saying that autism yeah, yeah. Autism is a uh, Autism would be a huge upgrade for yeah, him. I, That'd be like Mario getting a, a mushroom and then a fire flower right after. I literally think that any kind of like... I'm Super Mario now. Do, 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 bigly. I think that any kind of like mental impairment uh, would make him better as a person. Uh, no, autism, autism people are great. It's just autism is very difficult. Like, it's a very difficult struggle. My point is, uh, if vaccines cause autism, shoot up the president with these vaccines. Is that considered it, it a presidential threat? Uh, oh. If I'm saying we should vaccinate him to give him autism? When we're being trialed to go to <gasps> a Guantanamo, Ooh, you can... Um... That's brilliant. We, we threaten the president with that. We go on trial. So then they have to prove that vaccines cause autism in a court of law. Oh. And then, of course, they don't, so we're off the hook. Bing, bang, boom. A bigly. Bing, bing, bang, bang. <laughs> I can't believe that's a presidential quote. <laughs> yeah. Bing, bong, bing. Yeah. I forgot about that where he's just binging and bonging. <laughs> uh, number 13, windmills cause cancer. <sighs> Again, can we? how many windmills can we get close? How close can we get windmills to the White House? That right now, probably not very. Like, if I just get Go. a pickup truck and I put a mini windmill in the back of it and I just drive around Pennsylvania Avenue in circles uh, with the windmill. Would that be considered a presidential threat because he says it causes cancer? Again, we'll have to take it to court and then he'll have to prove that windmills cause cancer. Yep. 
Remember, if we get thrown into Guantanamo, we're not actually going to get a court date. Oh, like, that's yeah. part of the we're reason gonna, why Guantanamo is so bad. Yeah, we're going to be indefinitely detained. And it's going to be great because we're just going to be in these cells slowly going crazy. Just doing <laughs> each just do it. We're just doing the podcast to no one like, hi, this is episode 148 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And then like, and I'm Pat. And then, but Pat is just me with a sock puppet on my hand. Like, <laughs> I'm Pat. And like, I'm just doing the show for nobody. And Wes, the person you refer to as Wesley is just a dead rat in the corner. <laughs> you don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> squeak, squeak. Yeah, that's... Pizza bread. Oh, that's... <laughs> it's the future for us. Sloppy old shot. Number 14, Hurricane Maria's death toll was not accurate. Yeah, it was much larger. So he's actually right, just in the wrong way. <laughs> and number 15, Russia didn't interfere in the election. Uh, Wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, they, uh, you know, they, Putin told me to tell you uh, he absolutely did not interfere with the... You know what's weird about the whole Putin thing? So... What's that? Like, for for a long time, you know, we, we fought the Cold War and the Russians lost and, like, it was, you know, like our best against their best, right? Yes. And so there was this great story about when George W. Bush uh, met Putin... Uh, how Putin was like already beginning to manipulate George W. Bush, and George W. Bush was like, uh, America and people of the world, I have looked Mr. Putin in his eyes and into his soul, and he is a good man. And like, so Putin was like, this is too easy. How, do we, how did we lose to these guys? <laughs> um, but then like 9 11 happened, and instead of like W being his puppet, like he was like, I think we're going to need to talk about regime change and maybe. You know, some dictators getting of powerful countries get murdered, and like Putin's like, I don't like where this is going. The cowboy has gone <laughs> off the rails. So like, so even like, I'm the decider. <laughs> but like, even after that, so Putin still got his second chance with Trump. Like, why well, don't? It's like you lose first chance. They say is once in a lifetime. You know, you'll never see this again. I get dumber president again. Like, how lucky can one manipulative dictator be? How lucky can one dictator be? He has Trump, and Trump has he. <laughs> As a fellow once said, he talks like he got kicked in the head. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that's, that's fascinating. Amazing. Like you're a dictator, uh, like a brutal dictator, and like you finally, like your adversary, you outmatch him mentally in every way, right? But oh no, the, it slips away. You know, you're like, I'll never have that other chance. And then what do we do? We go, hey, here's this even dumber guy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of dumber guy, did you know that um, while Trump is about to impart $75 billion worth of new tariffs on China, he's uh, also trying to order all businesses in America to cut ties with them? Yeah, you know, and I read a thing, and they're like, he can't do that to private businesses, man. And I go, well, he can because the United States can put people on, like, a do not uh, work with list, and then companies yeah. will be sanctioned and, like, yeah, so you actually can... Right. Actually, like a Cuba. Yeah, you actually can do that. So anybody that's like he can't, why? Who's gonna who's gonna fucking stop him? You're you're not a citizen anymore. But by the way, such a thing like this is an extremely hardcore socialist thing to do. Something his uh, supporters claim to hate until I guess he does it. But right. uh, also, it's fucking insane. But whatever, well, let the world burn. It's, I don't it's care. like people scrambling to hand away their First Amendment rights, you know, while yelling about the Second Amendment. 
Yep. Like right now in several states, and I've read this before, and I certainly hope it doesn't pass, but uh, they're attempting to pass laws to limit protests or protesters, which is a direct violation of your constitutional right uh, to gather in large groups. Also, despotic governments, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to lean close to the mic and tell you a little secret. Despotic governments don't like it when you get together in big groups because they're scared of you. Yeah. Look at what's going on in, well, actually China right now. Well, China, but technically I don't know if Hong Kong would consider themselves part of China, but yeah. That's all. I, I just want to see Winnie the Pooh get ousted over there. That would be amazing. Uh, well, he, the only thing I can say about Hong Kong uh, is, like, I definitely support the protesters. But yes. China, if you remember anything about China, uh, they tend to run over protesters with tanks so I don't know why they're taking such a light... T I mean, I'm glad they're taking a light... I guess a light touch for being relative, but, like, for China, they're taking a kind of... Wasn't... A, huh? I'm sorry, I was going to say, wasn't the, the guy in question at Tiananmen Square actually just disappeared by the government? They didn't run him over, they just arrested him? Uh, no, I think he's, he's still... I think he's still alive, and they interviewed about him. But the point is, China has made a lot of people disappear. And in addition to that, like, I'm surprised that they are allowing this to continue and not just brutally crushing everybody involved i guess maybe it's an image thing for them but china will win the government not not uh the people of hong not kong not the people yeah i mean if they did uh, yeah, it, i believe if it. they did it would be the greatest upset in history but i yeah i think that the it'd be like it'd be on the french revolution level yeah i really think probably what's going to happen though is just like everybody in hong kong is going to disappear i think what they're going to do is um disappear their president president by putting a spot of honey somewhere in too tight of hole because and he get stuck in it because she'd be all like oh bother because xi jinping looks like winnie the pooh i don't know but my <laughs> my heart is with the uh the people in uh hong kong i wish you well uh and i wish you many plane tickets and boats to other places oh far away from chinese reach and i wish you would listen to our podcast that too i would like to become the number one podcast in hong kong Oh, uh, we need to hit them with the socials before we uh, take off today, though, Pete. Hit them with the so socials, we Pat. I don't know our socials. I always forget. You know the socials. <laughs> I do. Okay, you can find us at Those Muckrakers on Twitter. Also, Those Muckrakers at gmail.com. Send us in your Dear Amy's, Dear Abby's, or Dear Wesley's. You can even request to have them read in a particular voice. Would you like for Wesley to read all your troubles and woes? Would you like one of us to do it in our normal podcaster voice? Would you like for uh, George W. Bush to be the decider on how your, how your statement gets read? Or would you like for us to read it in a Trump voice? We could do that, too. Bigly. And just uh, just let us know. Give us your stories. We'll read them on the air. It'll be amazing. And then we'll give you life advice, which you should probably not follow. And before you go, also just one last plug. Uh, we've recently started writing a book series um, of Twilight Zone-y kind of like horror-y um, stories for your enjoyment. It's called The Dusk Belt. It can be found on Amazon. Just look up Dusk Belt or uh, WP Thrift and uh, you can buy it on Kindle or the physical copy I believe is available for like $5.99. Yeah, the, uh, the P in WP Thrift is for Pat. I've been using my middle name this whole time. What a twist! But no, the first book is called uh, Give Me Back My Life. And it is about a guy that comes home one day to find an exact copy of himself living his life, working his job, raising his daughter, everything, just right there in the house. A person who acts like him, has all of his memories, cannot be distinguished from him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. 
what would you do if you came home one day to find this? Just a copy of yourself in your room with your stuff. Read your book. That's why. Read the book. Find out. Exactly. And uh, I guess we'll come up with some kind of uh, we'll come up with some kind of prize of some sort. Uh, I guess at a later date, if you send us a photo of you holding up the book or the Kindle copy. Uh, but uh, oh, right, they are available in physical form now. We uh, we put a lot of effort into that. God, so much. So, effort. but you but but you can if you do that, you can then buy the Kindle version for like a quarter, I think. So the main book is like five ninety nine, or the Kindle's two ninety nine, but it drops to twenty five cent if you bought the physical copy. Buy my stuff. I'm pretty I'm sure building a media empire here. So uh, I don't know. I like this route better than not Kickstarter. What's it called? Indi- the, um, Indiegogo. No, no, no. The uh, the other thing where people can give you money. Patreon. Oh. I like this route better than Patreon because I feel like at least we're giving people stuff, right? Like, they'll they'll get a book out of it whenever they give us money. I was going to say the other thing of sitting on a corner and holding a hat out. <laughs> uh, which one of us would play the guitar? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I, neither one of us know how to play, but you have more music experience. All right. I'll play the guitar. You hold the hat. Yep. Well, and uh, I, I would, I will sing, and I'll hold a sign that says, "I'll stop singing for a dollar." <laughs> buy my book. Uh, I'll, I'll stop singing for five minutes for one dollar. Buy my book. Buy my book. Buy. My, that's from. What do you call it? The critic. Mm-hmm. All right. We should probably have stopped by now, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>